I've always prided myself on my mindset and being able to always see the positive in everything. Yeah. But I'm a human being and I was still lonely. Yeah. Always I want to sleep. I want to like dreaming about family, dreaming you are in your country or in somewhere. But when I wake up, I'm not there. Welcome to The Kind Place, a new podcast series brought to you by the British Red Cross and On Our Radar. One in five people in the UK say they often or always feel lonely, and one in three say they have not had a meaningful conversation with someone in the last week. The pandemic is making this worse. In this six-part series, people experiencing loneliness get together to discuss what it actually means to be lonely, what it feels like, how it comes about, and what they're doing to get through it. In this episode, Tigas and Reb Two young women who both know what it's like to be seen as an outsider meet up online to talk through their experiences and the ways in which technology can help and hinder the lonely. This is the first time they've spoken to each other. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. I, I can't see your. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me. Yeah. I'm in. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm Reb. Uh, I'm Tigist. Um, where about you from, Tigist? Uh, I'm from Eritrea. I'm in Northern Ireland in a wee seaside town. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm from Birmingham, I mean. <laughs> I know, okay. I know. I, I'm from a different part of Northern Ireland, but I live I live here now. I just, I always wanted to be close to the sea my whole life. So, yeah. that's like a wee, oh, I love it here. But okay. how are you finding Birmingham? Uh, almost three years now. Really? That's about the time yeah. I've lived here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're here today to kind of talk about like loneliness and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So where, like, when have you kind of encountered that in your life? Yeah. I came to England in 2016. It's so hard to come from other countries to here for me. I don't know how to say that even. When you, when you come here, like, everything is new. I mean, it's like uh, language, just first time starting to live without family. And then when I come first, then, then I, they put me in a hostel because I was 16. And then they put me with a all, lot, lot of men, men, like, they are not a girl. And then, you know, even I was scared to go out and then cooking or something. Always mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my room. Even when they say to me, why well, you have to eat, you have to cook some food, I'm still like, I'm just so scared. I don't want to go outside. It must have been terrifying. Yeah, it was so difficult for me. And then after that, my, uh, just my social worker and my support worker, they said she has to try to do something uh, to go outside to meet someone, people, you know, I'm just so loneliness all the time. I'm crying. No, like I'm just looking outside, but I don't know what I'm thinking. And then always, you know, in my bed, I don't want to wake up, always sleeping. Even I don't, I don't feel to eat or something, you know, always I want sleep. I want to like dreaming all the time. I'm dreaming when I wake up, I'm not there, but like dreaming about family, dreaming you are in your country or in somewhere, but when I wake up, I'm not there. So I think for me, I, um, uh, how, what way would I put this? I'm a survivor of childhood trauma. 
where things happened in my early childhood that you know shouldn't happen to any kid and so I have gone through life thinking that I'm not somebody that people want to be friends with because I'm I'm rotten I'm at the core a bad person because of what had happened to me when I was young and I carried that throughout my whole time at school throughout my whole time at uni and throughout my whole life to be honest until recently I feel like through looking back at my childhood now and throughout school, I I excluded myself a lot because I just felt like nobody wanted to be my friend and I wasn't my my true self and I haven't really been my true self until the last few years. Like my life is a start when after the like I start college and then I start to go Red Cross. There, you know, I start to do a lot of activity. Like, I start to join with the Birmingham choir group, and then I was singing. Amazing. Yeah, I start doing a lot of activity. Actually, I do a lot of, lot of, lot of activity with British Red Cross. Like, more than I imagine. Like, it was yeah. good. Um, I have kind of a different connection to the Red Cross. Um, mm. About. A year and a half ago now, um, I needed a wheelchair and because I, mm. I was ill for a very long time and yeah. then I developed this whole new problem that meant that I couldn't walk yeah. or stand for more than a few minutes and because I couldn't work to, yeah. you know, I couldn't afford a wheelchair. And the Red Cross loaned me one and they liberated me during that time and I spent a good six months housebound before then. and. Yeah. I didn't have any friends. The friends that I'd had had kind of like fallen away because my lifestyle didn't suit a lot of a lot of their lifestyles, or it was just friends that weren't a good fit for me because I only had a little bit of energy every day that I could spend on socializing. I've always prided myself on my mindset and being able to always see the positive in everything. Yeah, but. I'm a human being and I was still lonely yeah. like I missed yeah. having yeah. friends actually I'm always feeling a loneliness like when I'm getting sick and then when I'm sitting alone when I, at home I say why I'm here alone why is why there are my families not with me yeah. Well, like, even when I go outside, when I saw someone with a mother or father going together, I said, why I'm not here? Why my mom's with, not with me? Always I'm getting mad in the loneliness. I don't want to talk to anyone. Even when my friend asked me to come for me at home when I'm sick, they say, I will come for you. I say, no, I don't want anyone to come for me. You know, I'm just getting mad and then sitting alone and crying sometimes. And then I say, why I'm crying? I'm, I'm trying every day to stop myself to not feeling the loneliness and then crying getting mad I'm saying why I'm still here I'm living a life you know a lot of people even in the corona time a lot of people they feeling loneliness or they feeling like uh, depressed but I'm saying why a lot of people died isn't we are alive still we are alive what you're saying as well is that we have to take accountability for our emotions yeah and us as human beings like we don't like to feel discomfort so that means loneliness sadness depression anxiety we don't want to feel that way so our bodies try to get us to do anything to to avoid it so for me for example I know what I do is I scroll my phone for hours and hours on end avoiding life 
you know, if I go into that bad headspace, I avoid, I avoid, avoid everything. And everybody else has their own way of trying to avoid that feeling. But I think when yeah. we stop and we, we realize, right, we feel this way right now. It has always passed before, it'll pass again. And yeah. we are responsible for getting that to shift. No yeah. one else. What do you hope for in the future? Like, what have you, what are you looking forward? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I want to be a nurse. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. studying level two now. So next next year, level three, and then uh, oh, I want to be a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> that is so Hopefully. fantastic. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Oh, I, I do. I personally could not do that night shifts. <laughs> I'm I'm somebody that that loves my sleep, <laughs> but, but I think that like I have friends that are nurses, and I see especially what they've gone through during COVID, and so yeah. every everybody that I see in that profession, I just have the utmost respect for, yeah. because it's just it's a no to me it's a noble profession. It's not a profession you're gonna get a hell of a lot of money doing or or you're going to get all fame from doing or anything like that you're you're doing it because you want to help people <laughs> thank you i know you can't do <laughs> that's, a, that's true yeah so what sort of things do you do if you feel yourself sort of falling into feeling lonely or feeling you know the negative thoughts coming in what yeah. do you do to like feel better uh most of the time when I when I'm feeling a loneliness, I'm just trying to read a book or doing something like make me to mm, move good. myself. Like yeah, a reading book and then um, chatting with friends, like yeah. uh, love thing, and then just going outside and then forget everything. I'm just try to forget everything all the time yeah. and then reading book and then I go outside with my friend and I'm trying to move like my myself like that most yeah. of the time. I feel that there's such a stigma to loneliness yeah. and I love that we're sitting talking about it openly because loneliness is something that affects probably every single person yeah. at one time of their life and we yeah. are sitting talking about it openly and this is what should be happening because just like mental illness, mental yeah. health, there's a stigma yeah. around loneliness. At the very, very um, beginning of my illness, I yeah. decided to set up a page on Instagram where yeah. I was so desperate to meet people and I didn't want to tell anybody I was lonely. I didn't want to tell anybody yeah. that I wanted to make friends. So I just yeah. set up this page in hopes that I would find like people that had been through similar, you know, maybe illnesses or mental health yeah. and it literally allowed me to be able to connect to other people that have been through similar experiences. And so like social, social media for me has just been because I was for so such a large portion of my illness, I was housebound. It allowed me to connect with people, but nobody really said they were lonely. And I think this is like where, where you say like, I'm here, I'm alive. I'm, you know, met so many people online that were in so so much worse circumstances with their health than I that I was and it puts things in perspective 
I saw a lot of people, they lost their life. I saw a lot of friends, they lost him because of the reason is they are always feeling depressed and then feeling loneliness at home. It can be a lot of reason, but I'm saying always I'm trying to say for everyone, for my friend, for all other people, I'm saying try to move yourself, you know, yeah. try to study, try to do something. Some people, you know, they don't want to do that, just focusing in one thing and then they want to get that thing and then lost in yourself. If I said... I want to be like something or if I want to get something, if it's that thing, if it's not happen, that's not mean I have to hurt myself. I have to start to drink because you want to forget everything. Sometimes, you know, when I'm getting mad, I'm even not just for me, I hurt myself and then I'm saying for my friends something. It's not nice thing, you know, when you, when you are mad. And then yeah. after I'm thinking, why I'm doing like this? Why I'm mad? Why I'm hurting my friend? I'm saying, then I'm sorry. I don't have to do that. And then I'm backing to be yeah. fresh and then moving myself forward, you know. Always you have to feel, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here like, for some reason. I have to move myself, you know. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird you saying that because your mentality is what drove me through my disability. The way that my story went was I was on a waiting list to be seen. I, I was already waiting five years for one waiting list that I yeah. started to take back control myself. Yeah. And then I was told then that it would be a year and a half before they would do anything for me being wheelchair bound. Yeah. And I did exactly what you said. I moved forward. I said, no, I'm not going to be, my life isn't going to stop and my life isn't going to be in limbo while yeah. I'm on this waiting list. I'm going to do absolutely every single thing I can to get out yeah. of this. And if I, if I don't, I don't, but at least I'm doing something productive towards that moving forward and focusing on something rather than just pressing pause on my life until yeah. that thing has happened. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're so strong yeah oh, well, I think you're probably yeah. the longer one to be yeah. honest <laughs> it's so weird it feels like we have such similar yeah look at you you look at you you are here you see you move yourself you do well you know i'm saying i think when you people hearing why you are saying I think they, they understand everything, you know, because you are moving, you see, you do everything, whatever you want now. I'm just, now I, I swear to God, I'm just, I'm just learning something from you. Like, I feel you really, because like, imagine life, you are here, you're moving yourself, even you saying something for me, like, why are you feeling and then how you move yourself. So, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, really, I swear. <laughs> how you put about moving forward that's what I've learned from you today yeah Yeah. because I've never put put that into words I've never been able to put into words that I feel like we have different experiences but we have the same fire that drives us forward just learning about your story has been so 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 inspiring to me and I've seen so much of different parts of my life in your story as well which made me feel like I was with my people so I feel like us talking about loneliness has made me feel close to someone else um it was just amazing meeting you <laughs> me too as well it's amazing to meet you and then i have learned a lot of things from you and thank you very much and then you make me more strong really you make me to feel more strong as well <laughs> yeah yeah thank you very much no thank you okay
We've set up a loneliness line to hear from people around the country and create conversations that connect. If you would like to get involved, please send us a message in confidence to 07-593-220-510 with your name and number, and we'll get back to you. And be the first to hear future episodes of this podcast. Just search for The Kind Place in your favourite podcast app and click subscribe. This project was funded by DCMS and produced by Paul Miles, Chris Walter and Pete Norton.